Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. And today we are kicking off Finance Friday where we are chatting about money. And it is going to be a quick five to 10 minute episode. Today will be a little longer because there's a little bit of an intro. But typically these are going to be five to 10 minute episodes on either me coaching on a topic about money, encouraging you with your own money, maybe sharing a success story. For those of you who don't know, I am a money coach for moms. I might challenge you in something or even just like explain something that people feel is complicated in hopes to kind of make hard money topics simple. Okay. Mondays where I typically release my other episodes, you know, when I can get my act together, you know, I'm just going to blame this on little Lucy. For those of you who are first time here, we have five little ones and um, four boys and a new baby girl who's nine months now. I guess she's not brand new anymore. That girl is up five to six times a night, you guys. Mm -mm. So I'm exhausted. So I have kind of sucked at being consistent with getting all these episodes out. But thank you guys for being very patient (laughs) with me. Um, I will be back once I like come up for air after this fifth one. However, Monday episodes will remain what they always have been. And those are just a bunch of conversations that range in a variety of topics like marriage, health, parenting, finances, faith, mindset. We have some other coaches and experts come on. And we're really, really talking about how to drive generational change in all of those topics. But on Fridays, y'all, we're going to talk about money. And um, same thing. Generational change is always the goal here. And really, again, that's more about changing yourself not changing your kids. And so if you are someone who really wants more support and you want more conversations around money, then make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss anything. Also though, you can follow my Instagram account, your financial BFF Steph. So that is another resource for you. So as we kick off this Friday, this very first one, I want to start by saying this. If you are new to focusing on your finances, And listen, we all have to deal with finances, right? We all have to pay our bills. You know, we get paid from our employer or whatever. And we're kind of on this dance of like, get paid, pay our bills, get paid, pay our bills, get paid, pay our bills. So we're all in that, right? But a lot of us are kind of just drifting. A lot of us are just kind of going through the motions. Things are on auto pay. Hey, we're in debt, but we're paying our payments. You know, our lights are on, so it's fine. Um, And so the problem is, is that you can drift into a not great financial situation. You can drift into a decent amount of debt. You cannot drift out of debt and you cannot drift into building wealth. So there is a difference between kind of being in that give and take of uh, finances and just kind of run of the mill stuff and focusing on your finances, taking it off the back burner, bringing it up to the front and actually trying to like use some brain power to figure out how to get yourself and your family on a better financial ground. So if you are new to that, okay, I was new to that back in 2016. No longer it's new to that, but we all have a starting place. Okay. So just be glad that you're, you're making that decision now. And so if anything that I talk about does not make sense or See, you know, I talk about something that you're hearing for the very first time. Feel free to like rewind and listen again. (laughs) That's why I'm making these really short. Again, this first one's going to be a little longer just because it's an introduction. But the more that you tune in to money conversations and ideas, the more familiar and less scary it becomes. 
then that's when confidence starts. You can start to really know and feel confident about making some different financial moves and decisions. And so we're going to, we're going to really talk about that. And that's what I hope to build here. And let me just give you a quick example. And then I'm going to jump into our topic today. So, um, something that I am very, uh, I don't even know what the word is, like dumb (laughs) with, is taxes, like business taxes, not just like your run of the mill, you know, household stuff. That's fine. You know, TurboTax literally walks me, holds my hand through that business taxes. So I have this business. My husband and I also own a rental business where we have nine units and it's Airbnbs and some long-term rentals and a whole, it's a whole thing. And there is a lot of tax stuff that we need to be writing off and whatever. I'm not going to bore you with all of that. Now, the point. My mother, so kindly, added me to a Facebook group that was all about real estate taxes. And I joined it and I remember reading through the first couple posts and I'm like, I mean, these people are talking in freaking like Chinese. I have no idea what they are saying. Not only do I have no idea what they're saying, I don't even know like the words they are using. <laughs> like, I don't know what a 1031 exchange is. I don't know what a cost, cost segregation is. I don't know what the, okay. I mean, I was so confused. I was like, wow, I was very intimidated. And then I would, but, but what I promised myself and what I told myself is that this is important because we have businesses. This is important to our business, but more than that, this is important to our family that we don't screw this up, right? If we can write things off, we need to be able to do that. I cannot go into this business and have a successful business, my real estate stuff, being totally blind. Same thing goes for everyone as far as our finances go. You cannot just walk in blind to your finances and and make financial decisions without knowing the things that you need to know, right? Um, And so I just committed to read through every single post that I saw um, in all the comments that would explain or answer that question that was being asked or whatever. And I will tell you, it's been about what, four or five months. And I will say, I still don't know crap. However, (laughs) when they bring up certain things now, I'm like, oh yeah, cost segregation. I know what that is. Oh, it's 1031 exchange. I know what that is. On an, on a, basic level. I don't know all the intricacies of it. I don't know the tax bills. I don't know all the crap, but I, I've heard that because I've been reading it for four months and you know how it is in groups. It's kind of like the same question asked in a different way over and over again. Um, and so now things are starting to kind of feel familiar. I still don't know what I feel like I want to know, but it's just a little less intimidating. And that's the goal every day. I want you to do something, listen to something about money. You know, when you're standing in line at Kroger, if you don't click list, pick up the finance magazine, read the cover. It really doesn't matter how small or how short of a time you are, you know, putting in or whatever. It just matters that it's something that you're repeatedly putting into your brain so that the intimidation factor and the insecurity just start to melt off so that when someone else brings up finances, you're like, oh, I know what she's talking about. You may not feel confident to like step into that conversation. Like if I was in person with these tax people, I'd be like hiding in the corner, but I might be like, oh, I know what what you're saying. I've heard that before. (laughs) I can't comment on it yet, but right. So that's, that's the goal here. All right, let's go ahead and dive into our first topic. 
And we're going to talk about something pretty basic, but it's something that I feel like I explain a lot to, to my clients or to my friends or, or whatever else. And it's a, why it is better to have no debt or to be working on paying down your debt and have a lower savings. So let me repeat that and then I'll explain. We're going to talk about why it's better to have no debt or focusing on debt payoff and a lower savings. So we're going to play a little scenario out because here's the common thought. The common thought is I have debt. Debt is bad, you know, consumer debt. Um, but I have $10,000 in savings. That $10,000 in savings, and you may not have this, I'm just, it can be whatever number it is, but we feel more secure when we have a bigger savings account, right? I've talked to many people who won't go under 10,000 or won't go under 5,000, but then they have tons of debt. And there is a security in having a big savings, even when you have a lot of debt. Here's the problem. Um, and I honestly used to think this way also. And if you don't know our financial journey, we really followed Dave Ramsey kind of getting out of debt with that $1,000 emergency fund. Now, I might do a whole episode, like one of these Friday things on me and Dave Ramsey. <laughs> I uh, used to be diehard Ramsey girl. I still think it's, it's hard for people to combat his first couple baby steps, which is basically how to get out of consumer debt, get $1,000 in savings, you know, pay off your debt, smallest to largest, and then build your bigger savings. It's hard to, um, to challenge that. I don't know that there's a better way necessarily, necessarily to methodically and psychologically get out of debt better. When it comes to building wealth, Dave Ramsey and I split ways. Okay. So with that being said, let's play out a scenario. Let's say that you have $10,000 in savings. Okay. And your monthly expenses are $5,000. So ideally, you know, that $10,000 is going to last you how long if someone loses their job and you get no income? Now, obviously there's like unemployment and stuff, but let's not go there. Let's just keep it simple. You have $10,000 in savings and you have $5,000 of expenses every single month. So if you lost your job today and you never got, you know, let's not talk about an income or check you're going to get in two weeks for the whatever. You lost your income today. That $10,000 would last you two months, right? $5,000 would be taken that first month. $5,000 would be taken that second month. And then you would be down to zero in your savings in two months. That's what that $10,000 cover. Now, Let's say that you drained your savings down to, a th let's just say $1,000, although I have different thoughts of, schools of thought on that, and you took 9,000 of that and you paid off a bunch of consumer debt. And let's say you worked for like a year and a half to pay more consumer debt off, whatever. And that $5,000 of expenses that you had to pay monthly, now that your credit card is paid off, your cars are paid off, you know, all of these things, you don't have any more debt, your monthly expenses are no longer $5,000 because you don't have the car payment and all the things. Now it's only $3,000 a month. So let's say you have paid off your consumer debt and you've been able to build your savings back up to $10,000. How 
How long is that $10,000 going to last now? Now that $10,000 is going to last three months plus, right? You'll get $9,000 will, will last for the first three months, and then you'll have an extra $1,000 that kind of goes into the fourth month. Now, this is where the true security is. A lot of people think that if I just have a big savings, even if I have a lot of debt, you know, like I'm going to be fine. But the goal is not a bigger savings with your debt. The goal is no debt and a big savings. Like you want both. Why are you settling for a or, right? We want a both and. (laughs) We want no debt and a big savings. I don't want a big savings with debt because The point is, is that this $10,000 only makes it so far when you have a ton of monthly payments. It can stretch so much further and that $10,000 can make a such a much, such a much, a much bigger impact when you don't have as much outgoing expenses, right? And it is easier When you only have $3,000 of outgoing expenses, you know, your mortgage or whatever, it is easier to make up that $3,000, right? It would be easier to save $3,000 to be able to cover a month than it would be to save up for the $5,000. So let's say you ran out of savings or let's say you were getting, you know, low on savings in your life prior (laughs) where you had the $5,000 of expenses, you got to come up with $5,000, right? If you start to run out of money. If you have the only $3,000 outgoing, you only need $3,000. That's just easier to make up for. It's harder to make up for that $5,000. So the key takeaway in this is that less savings with a smaller emergency fund is actually more stable than more consumer debt, and a bigger savings. So if you are in consumer debt and you're sitting with like a hefty savings in your bank account, consider, and I want you to work these numbers out, and this is what I do with my clients. I've had many of them sit with like a decent little nest egg, but then I'm like, dude, you can literally take that money and pay your car off, and then you have $500 less you would ever have to come up with, and you also can then build your savings so much quicker because you have $500 extra a month, and now you don't have that liability if, God forbid, something happens. And so it is a numbers game, and you want to you know, work through what you need that amount to be in savings. And I'm actually, I was going to go into it this episode, but we're almost at 15 minutes. So next Friday, we're going to go into this $1,000 emergency fund that you, if you listen or ever have followed Dave Ramsey, um, what he talks about, but I'm going to kind of take it with a different approach. And I'm going to kind of tell you what your number should ish, uh, be, you know, you decide, but I'm just going to give you some things to think about. If you do have a little bit of a bigger savings or you're trying to save up to, you know, a smaller emergency fund while you pay off consumer debt, I'm going to give you a little bit of food for thought on what that number should be. So tune in next Friday to listen to that kind of nugget of information. And I hope this was helpful. Please let me know if you have any questions. Feel free to email me at simsarrows, S-I-M-S, arrows at gmail.com. If you have A, any questions about this episode, B, want anything clarified. C, have another topic that you're like, hey, can you explain this? And I would love to just kind of put it out here on the podcast for you. All right, guys, I will talk to you next Friday or hopefully Monday if I can get my crap together. And I look forward to walking with you to help you find your grit while completely covering you.